Do your research for training clinic that you're gonna go to. If you hire an agency or you need a surrogate, make sure the agency have a good record.、Um, look them up on the business consumer, you know, and see. Do some research. If people complain about the service, make sure that they have the best record. Regarding with this case, you know, it's not the agency, the clinic. But a lot of times, the clinic also work with the agency. You want to make sure the agency is not getting kickback from referring you to a certain、um, clinic. You can ask, and then the, if the agency hates saying, "Hey, you should go to this clinic only," then that's questionable. That shouldn't be the agency you use. Raising my five-year-old child, I never knew the importance of work-life balance. I want to create this podcast to inform single mothers, lady bosses, you know who you are, that you can do it all. I want to attract all people who create a space for women to grow professionally and personally. In this podcast, I want to talk about fashion, female wellness, and health. Balance your life as a lady boss and a single mother. Thank you all for listening to Evie Unbound, and once again, I'm your loving host, Evie Jane. Please stay tuned to my next episode as we dive deep into the surrogacy industry. Hi everyone! Glad you got all back listening to Evie Unbound. This is your loving host, Evie Jane. We're gonna switch a little bit today because we're gonna talk about the famous case in the surrogacy industry. As you all know, that I'm the founder of Surrogacy Concierge. We are a full service surrogacy company that helping many couple that having problem issue with fraternity and LGBTQ to fulfill their dream of creating their own family. However, I was recently consulted on a case that everybody are freaking out about is Annie Marukian、um, against the child health system, which is in Warshaw in Los Angeles. So today, since we're going to discuss about this case, because I, I think many people wanted to know about it and what's going on with that and how that gonna affecting the surrogacy industry. We're gonna have our lovely host today, Elizabeth, gonna be the one who's gonna do the interview. Okay. Thank you, Evie, for having me on your podcast. So I have a few questions on this case. If you can answer them for me and our audience, who are the parties involved in this case? So there's three couples involved in this case. So when I got hired as a legal consultant for a New York law firm, the law firm was actually hired by the couple that delivered the two boy. The two boy are not related to the couple that delivered. The mom delivered the baby, and she was not a voluntary surrogate. So she really thought she was carrying her own baby. And with this two little boy that being you know born, those two little boy also are not biological. Related, so the case had brought by the boy's biological parent, by one of the biological parent, and American that live actually pretty close to us in Glendale. So they brought a suit against the fraternity clinic that did the whole implantation child fraternity on Warshaw, and the cases have been brought in Los Angeles. Okay, so which courthouse is it in in Los Angeles? Los Angeles Stanley Mosque Courthouse in downtown. Can you tell us a little background about this case, like more than what you already said, and why is it so monumental to surrogacy industry? It really make people 
scared because when people hear this story, it's so outrageous that, oh my God, it's unbelievable. So people start questioning whether surrogacy would be a good idea. Can we trust the the clinic that, you know, having my embryo or my egg freezing, my frozen egg, are they going to take care of it or made a mistake like this? Um, I have to reassure everyone that, you know, the chance of that is really small. This is not common. And on top of that, I, I'm glad, not that I'm glad it happened, definitely terrible for the parents or the couple that involved in this case, but it really make everybody to be aware that you really need to make sure to do some research, who you hired, who you're going to use, which agency, because surrogacy industry is so new and it becomes such a popular thing to do, which, you know, it, it always existed over years, right? The first surrogacy baby that was born now is 41 and it's just it's always available to all of us but with the medical technology it have so events and now it's more common for people to use thanks to everyone thanks to social media you know it's no longer only allowing the 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 very severe uh, infraternity couple, it can also helping LGBTQ community to fulfill the dream of having their own family. So I think it's a great thing that we are much more aware of the solution to make that happen, to make that dream come true and having this industry. But at the same time, I think I don't want people to explore that and explore that and then making an agency where there's no standard or morale behind it because on the end of the day this industry is to help people to create family for people and not to create the sadness or despair to um, those couple or to many other people that invest a lot of money and love emotion and turn out not to be what they expected so do your research for training clinic that you're going to go to. If you hire an agency or you need a surrogate, make sure the agency have a good record. Um, look them up on the business consumer, you know, and see, do some research. If people complain about their service, make sure that they have the best record. Regarding with this case, you know, it's not the agency, the clinic, but a lot of times the clinic also work with the agency. You want to make sure the agency is not getting kicked back from referring you to a certain um, clinic. You can ask. And then if an agency is saying, hey, you should go to this clinic only, then that's questionable. That shouldn't be the agency you use. I think that the best thing is the agency can do is give you a couple referral. They can always recommend it. And you actually meet with them and see which clinic or which agency you like the most. Um, whenever someone says, you must use this one or, or you must use this agency, I will always question it. At this point, you know, I'm so happy that the, at least a couple got the baby boy back, which, but also sad for the Korean couple that actually delivered the baby. Can you imagine going through nine months of pregnancy and you have to give away your baby and then realize it's not, you didn't carry yours? And then apparently their baby got implanted to a different couple and then I guess they got a miscarriage. So their baby did not survive. But the good thing is then, you know, they fulfill another couple's dream and then carry their baby to full term. Even though she did not voluntarily to do it, I think there's always a reason for things. So hopefully, you know, she will have more embryo or the next time she will have a great luck with her own. The couple only have the baby back. Another couple, the boy, the another boy's parents want to keep it confidential so they're not bringing the lawsuit. 
this loss is brought by, like I said, the other boys' parents in uh, Mamukin. And what they're suing for is that they felt their opportunity to carry their own baby have been deprived or been taken away from them. And it's just this uh, breach of contract because that's not what they signed up for. So they end up carrying somebody else in boil and then lost, lost it as they're carrying their own. And, and this is, this, you know, the guest that we think, the embryo that she was carrying is probably the Korean couple's baby. Who knows? We would never know, right? Because it's a miscarriage. So at this point, we don't know the what would have happened or anything like that. But this is something we wish we never had to go do. So again, you know, right now, they at least got their baby back. That was one wonderful thing. And this is waiting for the complaint on, you know, the emotional disturbance, um, and the fact that they deprived a chance opportunity to carry their own baby as a lawsuit against a fraternity clinic. Ultimately, the most important thing is they got the baby back. Yes. And that's, that's the most important thing. And then from this case, it gave us experience, awareness that, you know, shopper be aware and, you know, really do your research and figure out which is the best clinic or agency for you. And then again, my notes, you know, I always like to give people a little tip for the day and listen to my um, podcast is that if you're in the field looking for surrogate or going to the clinic, always make sure that you do your research. You know, Google them right now, this time of day, you can always search on anybody on anything on internet. And if it is any agency, you must use this and not give me the choice to choose on your own or give you a couple for you free will to do your research and pick who fit you the most. I will always question the service. So people listen, do your research on your agency and clinic because you never know. So the outcome of this uh, lawsuit, what do you, how do you think this would affect the industry, but more specifically surrogacy concierge? So like all of us know that you have built this um, concierge from the ground up and we want to know how this would affect your um, industry. I think hiring an agency where the own legal team or someone with a background with the law would be good. Not because myself have my own agency and I'm a family law attorney. It's just that when you don't have any code or rule that you need to follow, it's almost like you can do whatever you want. And, you know, as a lawyer, we always have to follow by the ethical, you know, the state bar rule. And it's a license that we can lose. Same thing with the doctor regarding with this case, you know, the doctor can sue for malpractice. But if you go to an agency where there's no license involved and there's no standard, then you really have nobody hold accountable or a standard to follow, a guideline. So I would definitely recommend that either at this point because it's not going to have a guideline so quickly, really looking for an agency that they have some kind of guideline or standard. And since and I, I think I expect that there will be soon for surrogacy industry. But as for now, since we don't have a rule or guideline, definitely do your research on the agency or hire an agency where there's something to lose or license behind them. For example, like a law firm, you know, a surrogacy agency 
is backed up by lawyer. So everybody had to exercise of standard of care as a lawyer, as an attorney, which is much higher than somebody with no license whatsoever. So... Wow. So thank you, Evie, for letting us more know more about this case. Um, do you have any lasting comments before we leave? Thank you, Elizabeth, for doing the interview. It's just weird to talk about the case without going into the detail, um, being the one who talked about the show. But again, thanks, everyone, for listening to Evie Unbound. And just your loving host, Evie Jane, and our guest host, Elizabeth. And looking forward to you. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.